evening, everybody. This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast. We are your hosts, Joe Marino and Lucas Buckley. Sorry. Luke, how are you doing? I'm good. I, I was just in my posture there and I kicked off. I'm good. I'm good. good. How are you? We're good. I'm doing well. You know what else is doing about the Charging Buffalo? Now an LLC. An LLC? Is it Limited Liability Corporation or company? I don't know. Something like that. Something along those lines, but probably the first notice of it to the listeners. This is a big hustle. This is is big money moves. Big things. Not quite. Big things. Big things. As Drake says, big things. That's what I like to say. But uh, we're here. It's a very rainy evening. Yeah, it took me like an hour to get here. That's right. It it was frightening getting on the thruway to to get to the studio because just as I turned onto, I think it's Dick Road there, it starts downpouring, and I can't quite see where I'm going. I can't see it on my left mirror. So I'm looking there. I'm like, oh, God, I have to get onto the, to, to the thruway in about five minutes, and I got to get into the left left lane immediately. And I can't see anything, but thankfully it stopped right when I got on, and it was a, a clear drive the rest of the way. But The downpour was when I was in bumper-to-bumper traffic because people keep getting in car accidents yeah. on my way home. People can't. People just refuse to drive safely. It's like, listen, buddy, if, if it's pouring outside, you shouldn't be driving fast in the first place. Both cars appear to be totaled, so. Oh. Yeah. Hopefully their lives aren't. Yeah, hopefully their lives so. are okay. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can fix their car. You can't replace their lives. That's right. That's right. That that would be a great slogan for a attorney. True. Yeah. Oh. Attorney. You know, last podcast, it was the start of the Stanley Cup final, I think, two weeks ago. It was, yeah. And yeah. it ended really quickly, five mm-hmm. games, Tampa wins. Do you have any thoughts? I, no, I, I, I really, I barely watched it. I didn't care. I think I watched the ending of Game Five, mm-hmm. and I want to say like Game Three, but that's it. I, I, flat I wasn't out, that invested. I flat out did not care. The Josh Anderson goal in overtime was really cool. Yeah, I watched that game, whatever game it was, Game Four. Yeah. I was actually on my way into work during that, and on the radio, uh, the Sirius XM NHL channel had the Canadians feed. They always have the home team feed. But you could also go through the other channels, the NHL channels, where they had the the, the the lightning feed. So in overtime, I was flipping back and forth because I wanted to hear, well, if Tampa scores this, that would be the, the cup-deciding goal, right? So mm-hmm. I want to hear what their call was. But at the same time, I want to hear what the Canadians' call is. But thankfully, the Canadians' call was a few seconds behind. So I had been listening to the lightning because I was expecting them on the power play to score it. I, like, I thought they were going to score too. That yeah. was an unbelievable kill. So I wound up hearing both because I, the Lightning guys were completely dejected, and I switched right away. <laughs> Montreal was still, you know, behind. They they went nuts there, but uh, that was I'll I'll remember that. <laughs> but uh, how about Andre Vasilevsky? Like five straight shutouts in series clinching games. He's Come a on. stud. You know when they make though, if you go back on YouTube or something and watch like the 1998 Detroit Red Wings team video, they always had the players talking about some kind of game-changing game or Stanley Cup-winning trend that happened throughout the playoffs, right? There's always something mm-hmm. like that. Like, you know, our, our penalty kill was really strong there in those elimination games. We just wouldn't quit. Or, you know, like, we didn't allow a single power play goal in overtime. Like, those are the stories. The story of this one that they'll talk about in the highlight video 
the narrator will say, the Tampa Bay Lightning didn't allow a single goal in elimination or in series deciding games. That's or incredible. Or in the final, the final two rounds, I think it was, against the Islanders and uh, and the Canadians. But no, I wasn't interested because it was. It felt like a first round. You knew round. Tampa was going to win. Yeah, you knew Tampa was going to win, and it felt like a first round series. It would yeah, be a seriously, first round series. it would have been. Like, yeah, um, but yeah, I, uh, I didn't care. Question: yeah. Is Andre Vasilevsky? Does he already have a Hall of Fame resume? Yes. Right. If he were, that's to, incredible. He's ridiculously young still. If something tragic were to happen to him tomorrow, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. He's a ridiculously good goalie. He, he will play with whatever, if they're going to be the Olympic athletes from Russia or Team Russia once again, he'll be there, could possibly carry them to gold. We'll see. Uh, but he's going to only add to his resume. And You pay a goalie like that. To think he had Stanley Cup experience before last year even. Yeah, Remember, this is his third ben Bishop, final. Ben Bishop got yeah. hurt. In 2015, yeah, and Vasilevsky played in that one. He was pretty good in that series too. And Krister's uh, mm-hmm. Gudlevskis was their uh, yeah, the Latvian Latvian yeah. goalie. Yes. Well, is the, Ben Bishop yeah. still playing? Is he? I know he didn't play this year. Is you he were done? talking about this in the DM I saw. Yeah, uh, he's always hurt. He probably just decided. Well, I mean, I don't know if he's decided, but I mean, LTI retired. It's a fifty. It was a fifty-six game season. Would he really be able to get back out there? Right there was. All kinds of issues with the Stars this year. But well, did they think, did Dallas know that he was done? Because why would they sign Hudobin when Jake Ottinger is basically NHL ready? Now you got a three-headed monster if he, Bishop plays. He must be done then, Yeah, I presume. Because Ottinger played pretty well this year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, yeah, Bishop must be done, I imagine. Hmm. He's pretty old, isn't he? Yeah, he's in his mid-30s. Yeah, he's, he's probably like 33, around. 34. Well, you know what? Uh... This is also the first show we've done since the horrible tragedy with Kiv Lennox oh, as well yeah. in Columbus. Yeah, that's that's horrible. horrible. He was he, probably going to be their backup. He was probably next going year. to be in the NHL this year. Yeah. And did you know? Uh, I heard this at work actually. He was at Manny Legacy's house. Yeah, for when his happened. daughter's wedding or something like that's that. That's horrible. Yeah. So it's horrible. Uh, what did you see? Uh, Merzlikens reply to some guy on Twitter. It came out that. Uh, Kiv Lennox like dove in front of a mortar to save someone to save them. He uh, Merzlikens said that he saved them all by doing it. You know, if like if there's anything like any kind of silver lining, you want to. I mean, of course, it's great he saved them, but he went out like doing what he did his whole life, literally yeah. stopping and saving something. Wow. So. That's brilliant, but that it it really sucks. But mm-hmm. what a way, what a story though. Like yeah. that's something they'll when they write a book about him, they'll make note he went out doing what he loved, mm-hmm. but and he Jeez. saved someone. That's that's tragic. I before even like I want to say like a day or two before mm-hmm. I thought about like him as a trade target. Yeah, because they had a three. He was yeah. a good goalie too. Like he yeah. was part of a three headed. T- uh, Monster, if you want to use that term again. Cleveland Monsters. Yeah, Cleveland Monsters. That's right. Uh, but, no, it, it really sucks. Yeah. Um, that was It was shocking to wake up to that. Okay, before we get into the Sabres mm-hmm. part of the discussion today, we're going to get into some draft talk. We're going to get into expansion draft talk. Well, there's some 
notable news from around the league right now. Uh, we'll start with Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith traded yesterday to the Edmonton Oilers. No salary retention at all. Uh, he goes to Oilers for Caleb Jones and a conditional third-round pick. Uh, I don't like. I mean, value-wise, I feel like it's not horrendous. Like Caleb, jo- Caleb Jones is a good young defenseman. He's nothing. I wouldn't say he's anything special, but the fact that Edmonton, given their current cap situation, takes on the full Duncan Keith contract is just a little much. And I saw a tweet this morning actually. Nine million dollars combined between Zach Cassian and Duncan Keith. This isn't a Peter Shirelli problem anymore for uh, the Oilers. This is Ken Holland. Ken Holland is putting them in cap hell. Uh, I follow a lot of Oilers fans. I have a soft spot for the Oilers. And during the playoffs, there were a lot of folks who were really singing Caleb Jones's praises. They wanted him to play uh, in the in the series against the Jets. Uh, well, also, let's say this. They're pro- they were probably going to lose Caleb Jones in expansion. I've seen Caleb Jones as the mock expansion pick for Edmonton for a while now, so they probably saw that coming. They probably did, but, I mean, still, that's not going to make Oilers fans happy. It's just another punch in the gut for Oilers fans, really. Uh, The thing about the trade, though, I don't say about this, the hockey world always overreacts to this stuff, don't they? There's always some kind of trade that happens uh, where an old guy gets traded, he got two years like, left on his contract. Two too. years left, right? Not forget that. Uh, but I mean, like, this could still very well work out for the Oilers. Okay, I'm not ready to completely poo-poo it, right? Yes, mm-hmm. you're giving up a third-round pick, and your team that it could be a second-round pick if the Oilers reach the Cup final too, which would probably be worth it. When if you're an Oilers fan, wouldn't you? I mean, if yeah. You're in the, I mean, you yeah. know, a trip to the Cup. It's uh, a pick away from being a third-round pick. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I think. It's 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 too early. Obviously, I didn't watch. I haven't seen Duncan Keith play of late. Um, you'd imagine because yeah. he's thirty-seven, he's that. probably washed. He probably is, from, from what I hear, mm-hmm. he is. But I mean, you're talking about a a, a defense that had Ethan Bear uh, playing a lot, a young guy. They didn't uh, have Clef Bomb. Didn't have Clef Bomb last year. Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry is. Adam much Larson. You're more probably losing Adam Larson and Tyson Berry. Yes, uh, but Tyson Berry is was much more of an offensive guy. Yeah, and he rebounded last year, but because of his his defense. So Duncan Keith at least is, I guess you can say, a stabilizing kind of force there in the right role. Right, and and uh, I mean, who are the leaders on that team other than Dar- yeah, Mc- Darnell Nurse and McDavid, yeah. Dreisaitl. It's a young team. Maybe They're Adam Larson is. Uh, it's it's still pretty young, yeah. right? And they they need they need a winner in there. Quite frankly, uh, they they need a guy who. I mean, he's won two Norrises. He's won three cups. Uh, I I you know it's it's too way too early to to cast any sort of judgment. I think, um, but I, I I think giving up Jones is what's going to really ruffle the feathers for Oilers fans because I know there's. A lot of Oilers fans who were uh, big fans of Caleb Jones. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, again, too early, I'd say, because it could work out uh, in the end. Another tidbit on the Blackhawks. I'm looking at the, the 
good Twitter account, NHL Watcher, besides his Jack Eichel trade proposals, of course. Uh, basically live tweeting as he's listening to 31 Thoughts podcast. I got to listen to some of it on my way in. But back to the Blackhawks, uh, Friedman on the podcast says he feels that the rumblings of the Blackhawks that are in on Marc-Andre Fleury are true. I haven't heard any of that, but interesting. Clearing the cap space, they don't retain. They are going to put Andrew Shaw on LTIR, Brent Seabrooks on LTIR. He's, he's done. Both of them are done. They got a lot of cap space. I wonder if Chicago is going to try and do something big. Trying to take one more kick at the can. Yeah. Flurry. he's making seven, I think seven and a half million right now. Is this his final year? On yeah, his deal? last year on his deal. Mm-hmm. Also, they mentioned uh, on the podcast, too, about Seth Jones hmm. as a potential option for the Blackhawks to reunite the brothers. Bring Yeah, bring the brothers together. And you, you want to hear this? I, I mentioned to this before, but they suspect any Seth Jones, the Blackhawks deal, starts with Kirby Doc and involves a combination of Ian Mitchell, a pick in either DeBrinket or Boakvist. That's unbelievable. I I cannot believe. Oh, hopefully no one heard that, but I cannot believe how much they're speculating there. Because if if anyone pointed out, oh, Eichel costs you Doc a pick, a prospect in either DeBrinket or Bokvist, people would be like, oh, no, no, no. Kirby Doc is untouchable. You can't have Kirby Doc. But when DeBrinket should be untouchable. Seth Jones, a pending UFA next season, is available. Oh, this, the five pieces. Get out of here. That that would be an awful decision, to put it lightly, to get rid of Alex Zabrinka like that. Because Seth, Seth, Seth Jones, he has redeemable qualities, okay? In that Lightning series in the bubble, I thought he was outstanding. Oh, yeah, he was great. A lot of people don't like him after that, which kind of— because, I, I, you know, I, I don't watch many— Blue, The Blue Jackets, if you were to ask me to rank the teams that I consider most watchable, they'd be right at the bottom— uh, so I didn't really see much else of Seth Jones. But, uh, I mean, just trading a perennial young 40-goal scorer who's turning into quite the player himself uh, on a team with a well with whose superstars are already getting older, uh, I think that, that would be a disaster for the Blackhawks. Okay, circling. Oh, I want to touch on this first. Pierre Maguire. Mm. Going to Ottawa. <laughs> I want you know I want to talk about this. This is good. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> uh as you know, I I I I got done reading Brian Burke's book oh, this yeah. past week. Yeah. Wait, he, mention the before we get into PR, mention the couple oh, tidbits on Tim Murray yeah, before uh, well, we get into that. Uh Brian Burke in 05, his first or uh, yeah, the the Crosby draft, his first draft with the then Mighty Ducks, okay? Uh, he really wanted with the second pick. He wanted Jack Johnson, but didn't Jack Johnson go third or did he, he go fourth? Have. Did he go? He blue? went to the Hurricanes. Oh, Johnson wow, got drafted really? by the Hurricanes. I'm gonna look it up. Wow. I'm pretty sure. It was did they the trade third him pick. for? I don't think he ever played for the Hurricanes, so Let they must see. have traded him. Uh, but anywho, with the second pick, Brian Burke really wanted Jack Johnson. You know who talked him out of it? You know, but I don't Tim know Murray. if the listeners know. 
Tim Murray, the the then, uh, I believe he's the director of player personnel. Does that sound correct? If I had the book in front of me, I'd give you the exact title. Or he might have just been a pro scout. Or, no, amateur scout. Jack Johnson did go third overall to the Hurricanes. They must have traded him for something, though. You know but who, I don't know. The top five, oh my god. The 2005 draft was booty cheeks, for lack of a better term. <laughs> Sidney Crosby goes one. Bobby Ryan, Jack Johnson, Benoit Pouliot. Carey Price, Gilbert Brule, Jack Skilly, Devin Setaguchi, Brian Lee, and Luke Bourdon. I want to know who the hell uh, Jack Johnson was traded for. When I tell these stories, you look up who Jack Johnson was traded for. I'm looking it up now. I'm curious. Uh, But anywho, Tim Murray convinced him we got to take Bobby Ryan. Building on this, Brian (laughs) Bird. Go for it. I want to hear it. It was Jack Johnson, Oleg. Tavardovsky to the Kings. Former Coyote. For Tim Gleason and Eric Belanger. Tim Gleason was on the Cup team, though, so that was a good deal. I knew it had to be uh, contributing to the Cup team. Uh, Anywho, building on that, Brian Burke had a deal to trade Bobby Ryan, who was 18, for uh, Keith uh, Keith Kachuk before before the 05 season. Keith Kachuk was traded to the thrashers that year was he not no 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 he was he he had been a blue i think he stayed with the blues for the rest of his career wait i hold on i need to look this but up. yeah so bobby ryan keith well keith kachuk was nearly with well he would have been what we have a trade we have well it was keith kachuk to okay. the thrashers real oh wait yeah for glenn metropolitan a conditional first-round pick, which ended up being third overall. I'm guessing, okay, yeah, the condition was Blues received the 2008 first-round pick if the Thrashers re-sign Keith Kachuk, which they, of course, did not. They opted wow. to draft Zach Bogosian instead. Oh. A second-round pick, 33rd overall. A 2007 first-round pick, which ended up being Michael Backlund, which uh, that had to have been traded so, elsewhere. And a third-round pick. So wait, where was Kachuk before that? St. Louis. Okay, so he went back to yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, then he went back after. to St. Louis. Okay. That's a uh, big haul for that's Keith right. Kachuk in 2007. You know, that's the second time that I've been surprised to know that Keith Kachuk was a thrasher. I for, I've, I either didn't know that, and now this time I forgot it. Uh, but anywho, could you imagine Kachuk with Pronger, the Niedermeyers, Perry, Getzlaff, Jaguar? I mean, yeah. they, they would have won the Cup anyway, but 5 6 there's a chance they beat the Oilers in that conference final, and maybe they beat the Hurricanes, too, with that veterinarianship. Kachuk only played 18 games for the Thrashers. They gave up that much. Was 06-07 was the year the, the that was Thrashers the made the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. So was he, the a de- was he a rental? Yeah. Wow, that's a lot to give up. That's why, 18 games. That's why they don't exist anymore. He played four games in the playoffs, had three three points, one goal. Yep. They, were, they were swept handedly. That first game was a blowout. The second... Brian Burke story. He was with Pierre Maguire in Hartford. They were on the same staff. Burke was the the, the general manager at the time. Maguire was uh, some kind of personnel guy. Wait, where was Burke in between Hartford and uh, Anaheim? Uh, the Canucks. Oh yeah, he had that's right. Two, Forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. He started with the Canucks and he had another stint with them. Uh, so anywho, Pierre Maguire's there with him right so burke is out of town or something but he gets back and like every day he goes to the rink and notices there's like empty containers of like food empty containers of, like chinese food 
uh, empty like takeout boxes, right? So he gets suspicious and he wants to find out who's leaving this behind. So one night he goes in to the locker room and he finds Pierre Maguire <laughs> and the owners of the Whalers <laughs> watching like Whalers games and Maguire is critiquing the players and the coaches. And 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 so he he was undermining Burke right underneath him. So wow. I thought that was a, Did a funny get fired story. right after what happened. No, uh Burke Burke he'll never say that he doesn't like anybody, but he didn't think the owner was the best, so he just left. Mm-hmm. Um but I thought that was a really funny tidbit cuz you always hear about <laughs> I think McGuire was with the Penguins too and I think he pissed off Ron Francis or something or he pissed off one of the veterans. Um, when he was a coach, but I thought that was a funny story because then days later, days after I read that, he gets hired by the Senators. So, Pierre Dorian, watch your back. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, Friedman on the podcast believes McGuire took the job to prove people, prove the people who think he can't do it wrong. So, I don't know. I don't know what Ottawa's thinking here. I. It should be interesting. There's no doubt. It should be interesting. <laughs> he is a very smart guy. Hockey is clearly his life. He knows the draft will not be the same without Pierre Maguire's tidbits about every single That's prospect. Right. Uh, you know, he he's he's a very in-tune guy. He, yeah. he knows everything about every player, every junior guy ever. The thing that I think is raising most red flags is, like, can you work with somebody like that, like a know-it-all? If you're a GM, I wouldn't want to. And if you're a veteran GM, sure. like like Dorian's been there a while, right? He's been in the Ottawa organization for a very long time. He's so, a newish general manager, probably within the last five years. Like, but yeah. You know, do you do you want someone around like that who's going to be probably correcting you all the time? And maybe that'll be his role. Maybe that's not what a is problem. He, a senior advisor. I thought he was um. Let's wait. Hold on. Let me get the real title. Senior vice president or something. I feel like I remember seeing SVP yeah. next. Oh to yeah, name. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, but no, I I can't wait to see how he meshes with the players and employees there. I feel like he'd be a grading person. Excuse me to work with. And that's where I think the contention comes from. You know who I think Ottawa's going to trade for. Rasmus Ristolainen. I've thought this for a while. I've kept it to myself, but the addition of Maguire and how anti-analytics he is, I think that Otto is going to end up with Ristolainen because they don't really have a lot of presence on the right side mm-hmm. of their defense. They need to. They need. They need to take on cap space too. Ristolainen, they getting him. They can do that. Mm-hmm. He just seems like. Typical Ottawa senator, you know. He'd be a good compliment to the core of uh, Anton Zub and Nikita uh, Zaitsev. I I can just see it. He could play with Shabbat, or are they are they similar? Are they the Shabbat's same? Shabbat's a left left handed shot. Yeah, so hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. I I, I have a strong hunch that mm-hmm. Ottawa is going to trade for Ristolainen, and they have two high second round picks as well. I think. Yeah, something like that. 
There is so much news coming out as we are recording as we this speak. podcast. Literally as we speak. This is why a, a, a live stream yeah. would be great. And I know we brought this up when we first started doing these from the okay. the new studio. Um, but that would be great. All right. Uh, the first bit of live news there uh, from Pierre Lebrun. There's a growing sense that the Priors might leave Matt Duchesne unprotected in the expansion draft. Yeah. I don't know if he has a no-move clause. Not positive, but there is more coming from insider trading. Uh, there's also a growing sense that the Colorado Avalanche might not re-sign Gabriel Landeskog. I'm going to try and find the quote here, but that is kind of surprising to me. I'm really shocked we, that they are so far on a contract. A few a few shows ago, <clears throat> weeks ago, whatever it was, we were talking about Landis Cog, and I felt that he would definitely take the hometown discount. I thought for sure, too. Uh, he's been the captain since, we talked about this, since he was, what, 19 years old or something? He was the youngest captain in yeah. the league at one point. So that's a little surprising. He's... He's, uh, I think I heard somewhere too that even when as like a young guy, uh, he was he was a professional in draft interviews, he was out of this world. Second it's overall like, pick. It's like he was thirty years old. Yeah. Uh, so that's a little shocking, but I mean you gotta know your worth. But uh, yeah, Darren Dreger on insider trading, Avalanche and Gabriel Landeskog are not even close to an extension. The position that the Colorado Avalanche have. Uh, he's got. Oh my goodness! Sorry. I. I the mean, position of the Colorado Avalanche has to change significantly, or else Landis Cog will go to market. He probably wants to be the highest player, the highest paid player, on the team. Because you're the captain on the best line in the league. But I mean, let's be real. He's not the best player on that line. You got Makar. You got Grubauer. Right. 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 They have priorities here. Uh, I mean, do they have to resign Rantanen too? Rantanen's signed. He's signed. I think he's signed long. Rantanen's the highest paid player on the team. I mean, again, we don't we don't have any of the numbers in front of us. Nobody knows what he's asking for, what the team it wants to give him. It's definitely lower. I think the flat cap is affected. Yeah, player asking price. But I think the Avalanche probably see what the Lightning have done and how they've been able to keep everybody together, and they probably expect all they their stars. The they probably expect all their stars to take team-friendly hometown discount deals, and Landscock probably isn't going for that. But, uh, I mean, you got to get your money. Yeah. Uh, this right. bit of news here on Chris Drieger. We were going to talk about this before. We wanted to save this, the discussion for the podcast. Uh, LeBron, Pierre LeBron, TS on an insider trading, says that Chris Drieger is looking for a $3.5 million AAV on his next deal and the Kraken are believed to be interested. Now, this is, I think Chris Drieger is one of the most interesting mm-hmm. parts of the expansion draft because Seattle is interested in him. Mm-hmm. Other teams are interested in trading for his rights to sign him. Mm-hmm. I think the Sabres should be interested in that too. What, a fifth-round pick? Trade one of your fifth-round picks to get Chris Drieger, sign him? Three and a half million? Whatever. You got to get to the cap floor. Mm-hmm. But Florida, they're not going to sign him. Well, could that be a, a situation, too, where you attach a condition to that, where if he doesn't sign? I don't think you can do that you anymore. You can't anymore? Yeah, they okay. changed the condition rules. Okay. But Florida, they know 
hey, Seattle might sign him, and that's our expansion pick. We might not have to lose anyone else. Mm -hmm. So they have to weigh their options. Do we get an asset and trade Chris Drieger to, I don't know, Buffalo or Edmonton, some team, and then they sign him, but then we lose another player? Or do we just say, hey, Seattle, take him, and then we keep our team together? It's an interesting thing to think about. They're they're in such a tough spot, the Panthers, because... I mean, you're stuck with that Bobrovsky deal. You have Spencer Knight, who can probably play next season, making mm-hmm. however many dollars he's no, making. No. Uh, well, he burnt the first year, so he's got two more years left on his deal. What's that? Nine, level? Nine, 925? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Rookie deal. So you have that on the table. The Panthers would probably prefer to go with Drieger and Knight, mm-hmm. but uh, you can't justify... Um, yeah getting rid of Bobrovsky, however you might try to do that two years mm-hmm. into that deal. I'd give up um, a fifth-round pick for Drieger's negotiating rights. Fifth or sixth-round mm-hmm. pick, nothing more than that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, why not? You need a goalie. Drieger is 26, 27. Mm-hmm. Is he another Carter Hutton? He might be. But, like, you know, take a shot. Yeah, They need to protect a goalie. They need to. The, the deadline, the roster freeze is Saturday. So Buffalo, as far as I'm concerned, they need to get a goalie by Saturday mm-hmm. because it seems like Linus Allmark isn't going to be signing an extension unless there's some gross overpayment. And do you remember around the deadline when I suggested they should trade Linus Allmark and get like a second-round yeah. pick and people were yelling at me? <laughs> That's the sound of me patting myself on the back. There you go. <laughs> should I turn to the microphone and do that? Put it but, right. yeah, uh, I don't know. I think Buffalo should be hot on getting a goalie before Saturday because I think it's a waste if you're just going to protect, I don't know, uh, Dustin Tokarski. He's a good story. Yeah. He's a good story. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's a waste of a protection spot if you're just going to protect Dustin Tokarski and then you sign two UFA goalies. And maybe they signed Drieger as a UFA. Who knows? Uh, Also... Coming from the 31 Thoughts Podcast, busy news day. I'm surprised we haven't mm-hmm. gotten into the Sabres much yet, but uh, Montreal might be looking to trade Jake Allen so they don't lose him for nothing. But also, uh, in the Minnesota Wild part of the discussion on the pod, the 31 Thoughts Podcast, uh, Friedman and Merrick believe that the Kraken are going to take either Cam Talbot or Kapo Kakinen. So, clearly, that the Seattle Kraken are weighing their goaltender options and have some decisions to make. Yeah, uh, this could cause more bedlam than we saw last year with the goaltending carousel just because of the expansion draft. Um, I don't know. It sounds like Seattle, it's kind of playing in their favor now. Maybe they can get the the, the Vegas benefit, if you will, of... uh, Give us this, we'll let you keep that. But um I think teams are gonna panic and make these side deals. Mm-hmm. I think Buffalo mm-hmm. is gonna make a side deal with Seattle. I'd be surprised. We'll talk we'll get more into the expansion draft in a little bit, but yeah, that's some stuff to look out for. I feel like in the end Seattle's gonna get Drieger. There's been too much smoke mm-hmm. around there. I think they're gonna go with him as their number one. I think Seattle's gonna be trying building a more of a younger team. I think they're gonna might probably take on a contract or two, get mm-hmm. some assets. 
We'll see, though. It's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to the expansion draft process. I'm sure Kevin Adams is, too. He loves being a GM. He loves it. Uh, you know, the Pagulas in their <laughs> in their infinite wisdom have blessed him with this opportunity, and he gets to do it in the, the greatest city that has ever been built by, <laughs> by the Pagulas. Uh, speaking of the wild... As we mentioned before, Zach Parise and Ryan Suter bought out today. A absolute bombshell. I never thought I never saw this coming. Uh they're both free agents now because they're no move clause, so they can't go on waivers. Well, add this to the list of reasons you can provide to somebody when they question you for thinking you shouldn't uh or thinking that you should buy out a veteran player, right? If someone says, oh, you can't buy out a Pozo. He's a veteran player. Well, Minnesota Wild, one of the most promising young teams in the league, just bought out two of them. Mm -hmm. So you can take that combined $12 million or $10 million, whatever it is, and shove it because it it does happen. Next year they get a lot of savings, but I think in years three and four of the buyout, it gets, like, insane. So I think initially I thought, okay, are they going after Eichel? Because next year they have like twenty some twenty four million dollars in cap space, mm-hmm. and their prominent RFAs are Kaprizov and Fiala. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, like you got plenty of room to sign them and some I to get think, Jack Eichel. Oh yeah, a lot of this. So I think first and foremost they did this for Kaprizov because yeah. they're probably pissed off. They're sick of the fiddling around with the Russia thing. Mm-hmm. They probably just say, okay, let's get this money done. Well, and they wanted to keep Dumba. Mm-hmm. You were either going to lose him or have to make another ridiculous side deal to protect him. I think uh, they also speculate on the podcast, that 31 Thoughts podcast, that they might be in on Christian Dvorak because mm-hmm. I don't know why the Arizona Coyotes would trade Christian Dvorak, but it seems like they're tearing it down to studs. Well, I don't know what they're doing, but uh, he makes a little more sense. He's on a really good contract, and the Wild are able to – maintain some cap space while they're going to have these gigantic dead cap pits. While we're on the topic of Parise and Suter, one of our listeners, Devin Warmly, I hope I said that right, that's at Devin Warmly on, on Twitter, he said, uh, what free agent targets would you want to see um, in Buffalo go after this season? What do you think about Parise? I don't think he'd come here. I don't think he'd come I here. I think he goes to the Islanders. That's what I saw too because yeah. of Lou Lamorello. Uh, but just something I thought of. They, I mean, they went after Eric Stahl. It's a different situation now, yeah. though. Of course, Parise doesn't have a cup. He probably wants to go cup chasing. And plus, why not go where you're comfortable, play with Travis Zajac again and Kyle Palmieri. And, <laughs> and Andy All of them Green, are UFAs. Andy, the guys that you went to the <laughs> cup with. Um, I wonder if the Islanders bring them all back. I feel like um, maybe they will because you pushed the Lightning with that group to seven games. If you add one more piece, then I'm not saying Parise is that piece. Um, I'm saying, you he know. some goal scoring. Tarasenko has been mm, rumored. That's right. He requested a trade as well. There, but, um, this offseason is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be like uh, that one day when Stamco signed uh, Subban for Weber. Weber trade, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be just like that. I think mm-hmm. There's going to be like one day where Eichel gets traded. Uh, Ackman Larson gets traded. Tarasenko gets traded. Ovechkin signs with 
the Islanders, <sighs> something insane. Ovechkin like, announced he's going back to, to Russia. He's going to Russia. Like, he's going to play in Putin's insane stuff like that. I think there's going to be a big day. You know, a big I, hour. Vladimir Putin should just throw all the money on the table for him. So he, so him and Ovechkin can go play in Putin's fake <laughs> games, and Ovechkin can set him up for slappers. <laughs> I can't wait to see that one day when. I don't think Ovi's going back to Russia. He's, he's got he's got Gretzky's record in his yeah. crosshairs. There's when no he's way. done playing, though, he will go and play in the KHL. Yeah. I guarantee. I've always thought that. Once he beats mm-hmm. the Gretzky goal record, yeah. he's gone. Yeah, go out on top. But it is it is going to be a wild free agency. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And I think when does it open up? The twenty eighth, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is there a negotiating period anymore? I think that's done. So. Yeah, it should be interesting. I do mm-hmm. think the Wild are going to be on Eichel. I think, well, it's been reported by Friedman and company that they are, but he said on the podcast that the Wild don't want to tear apart their future for Jack Eichel. And I hate when I hear this because Jack Eichel's not 30 years old. Jack mm-hmm. Eichel's 24. He's like just entering the prime of his career. Now, yeah, there are questions about injuries and whatnot, but I don't know. I just feel like... The talk about Eichel and the negotiating through the media by these opposing GMs that want to get him to try and lower his value, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, I understand. He's got a neck injury, life-changing surgery, potentially. Mm-hmm. Will he play next year? Who knows? Like, we don't know. Of course these teams aren't going to want to give up a lot. There's question marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well— See that injury kind of happened at a worse time, I guess. But yeah, I'm gonna say it. he should have never been playing in that Islanders no. game. No, he should have been shut down well before that because he was very obviously injured. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm looking to see if there's any more, any more trade speculation here from these these other shows. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Oh, we uh, talked it, about Parise. Where do you think Suter ends up? Hmm. What well, you know what seems attractive. Uh, what about Montreal to play with Shea Weber? To play with Shea Weber again, they already have a really good veteran decor. Um, I don't know what their free agency situation looks like, but I mean, putting Suter there with guys like Edmondson and uh, and Petrie that would be fun to watch. Of course, they have Romanov. Um, then who's uh, who is their um, Sherratt? Yeah, ben, ben, Sherratt. ben Sherratt. So, yeah, I think they, that they're would be... probably going to buy out Jonathan Drouin to mm-hmm. clear some more cap. Would uh, could you see Toronto trying to make a run at him? Ooh, I don't think he would want to play in Canada though. Yeah. Mm, wait, does he go back to Nashville? No, I don't think he'd go back to Nashville. Nashville's going to rebuild. I think. Well, I mean, Chicago, Chicago, maybe. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. What about Seattle? Can they make no. waiver claims? Yeah, he's not on waivers because they had no move clauses. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he. Maybe they both go to the Islanders. Maybe. The Ve- Islanders. Vegas. Oh Vegas. Oh yeah. They're gonna yeah, sign they... him. To, oh, you know Tampa. Oh, God. 
Tampa needs Ryan, a cool. Ryan Suter is going to go to Tampa. Tampa. Take it to the bank. He's going no, to Tampa. Tampa is like a gambling addict. They're <laughs> on a high right now. They keep winning. You know winning. who's a gambling addict? Vegas. They're in on yeah, everyone. Yeah, and it's fitting. Uh, They're in on everyone. They, they want a title bad. They're fiending for it. I think it makes perfect sense. He's going to go to Vegas. He's, they're going to get him for like a million dollars or less. Vegas is going to get Eichel. Mm-hmm. I think Vegas is going to be the destination for Eichel. Well, I mean, Suter, I think now he's gone. It's like he's a brand new player almost. I mean, like starting fresh with whatever a team wants to pay him. If you're Suter, you go title chasing. Same with Parise. Exactly. But uh, Suter is a much better player than Mm -hmm. Parise is. Mm -hmm. So Uh, uh, you're making all this money for Minnesota. You can mm -hmm. go wherever the hell you want. Mm Mm-hmm. Go That's chase right. A yeah, he'll still be getting paid by that money. Like Parise is probably going to get like a league minimum contract from the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they'll they'll be looking to go to to winning teams. Yeah, uh, it's just you know Vegas. Uh, like whose spot would he take? I don't because like Zach Whitecloud is I think a steady guy there now. Who do they have on the right side? I think they're they have Nick they're, Holden. They're crowded on the left side though. I'm just trying to think of who's on their lower pairs. Uh, that he could replace, but uh, do you think Colorado is an Ooh, option? Maybe. What about uh, Washington? Oh, reuniting with see, Barry? No, uh, Islanders because of Barry Trotz. Oh, that's another thing too. Yeah, well, he played with Barry Trotz, oh, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Years. Um, what seven years? Yeah. When was his first year? Two thousand six. Vegas. Their only right D are Petrangelo and White Cloud. So it so it, it could make a lot of sense. Wooden theory fit right. Uh, so I'm playing I mean, the second pair. But yeah, he's definitely going to go ring chasing. I agree with you there. So that that creates um, an interesting uh, little wrinkle in there. I'm looking forward to see where he signs though, because it's I feel like the hockey community hasn't paid much attention. To you don't hear Ryan anything Suter. about Ryan Suter right. anymore, because once he signed that contract. The thing you always thought about when you thought of a player like that is he's overpaid, and that that's all you see when you watch him. Yeah. But now it's like this is a new veteran player that could give you some making service. Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, even if he's making two million, that could be a good value to a team. So oh, it'll yeah, be, it'll be interesting sure. to see. I, I'm really excited about this now. I'm really excited about about Ryan Suter. Now. Free agency just got a lot more. Interesting. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, you know, speaking of buyouts, I'm surprised Tony D'Angelo hasn't been bought out yet. Do you think they might be biding their time to bring him back up? I don't think so. I, I, there's no way he's coming back to the Rangers. I I don't. I heard. Mon, I think uh, Friedman mentioned Montreal as being a team that was interested before, but they didn't want to take on the contract. Someone's gonna sign Tony D'Angelo. Somebody's yeah. going to. Tony D will find his way back into the league. Yeah, he'll get a league minimum deal play. It, it, it just it says a lot the fact that he hasn't been blacklisted yet. Yeah. And bought out or waived or whatever. Well, there's still time left in the buyout period. Mm-hmm. I think it will happen. The Rangers would be stupid not to buy him out because they get the one third buyout. But what if Chris Drury likes him? Chris Drury's the man in charge now. <laughs> True, I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. I doubt it, though. Yeah, they got decisions to make. They do. But another thing to account for: the no team has made more buyouts than the Rangers mm. in the past handful of years. 
Brad Richards was Brad one, right? Richards, Lundquist. Mm-hmm. Dan Ger- was Daniel Girardi bought out? Stahl was bought out. What about Ryan Callahan? Or is he no, as he, he was traded to Tampa oh, right, in the okay. St. Louis trade. Yeah. Yeah, no team has made more. Oh, uh, oh wait, no, Rangers. never mind. I'm going to look it up. Man, there's been. Yeah, but they're not afraid to spend the money. Not at all. No. Lundquist, I mentioned Lundquist. He was brought yeah, out yeah. too. You mentioned him. Let's see here. Did they? Uh... Shattenkirk. No. Yes, yes. Girardi still has two years making $1.1 <laughs> Sabres assistant coach. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Brad so. Richards is still getting checks from the Rangers until 2026. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Okay. We can probably transition to more Sabres stuff now. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the expansion draft. Now, we were taught, we've already mentioned how the Sabres should get a goalie. Is there a goalie that you have on your mind that the Sabres should get before the expansion draft? Someone that, like, think of a team that, okay, we're probably going to lose this guy. We should trade him for something before expansion no i i I haven't really thought about that because i don't think they're they're going to trade for one yeah i I don't think they're going to either we haven't heard anything there's been no rumors Um, but i mean it's it's easy to go back to this one but i think drieger is the the obvious one that that you'd want Mm -hmm. um i'm just trying to think of the other Goaltending tandem. Vanacek. Vitek Vanacek would be an interesting one. Because um, Washington will lose. Uh, well, they'd leave, they'd leave him exposed. Yeah. Not, but um, you got to put yourselves in these other teams' shoes. Mm-hmm. Because there's these guys like Drieger that, by all accounts, mm-hmm. it seems like he's going to go to Seattle unless he gets traded. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're Washington, do you just roll a dice and say, hey, I don't think they're going to pick him? Similarly to when, like, if we rewind a little bit back to 2017 when we had this conversation with Leonard and Allmark, mm-hmm. do you just protect Allmark and say, hey, they're probably not going to pick Robin Leonard coming off the one of his worst seasons of his career? Well, you know, I have one for you. Or they're going to get flurry. They're not going to pick Leonard to be the backup. Although, mm-hmm. when you go into the future, that's exactly what happened. How about Frederick Anderson? Hmm. They have to make a decision. I don't do, think he'd sign here. Do you? Th- well, is there a chance Seattle would take? Oh, him to? Seattle or okay? Well, Seattle, well no, okay. no, no, no. If if he's left exposed, though, he's a UFA, so oh, is he? they would have well, to sign him. Hmm. I don't think they'd pick him. Hmm. I think from Toronto, it's going to be, uh, what's his name? Uh, the center. Uh, well, what? The centerman on Toronto, he's making $3.5 million. He played, uh, n- no, he played on Colorado. He was in the Cadre trade. Oh, Kerfoot? Yeah, Kerfoot. Yeah, Kerfoot. Yes, I think okay. Kerfoot's going to go to Seattle. Okay. That's okay. the pick. Lock it in. Next week, we're going to do a mock expansion draft. Right. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. Who else, though? Racking the the frontal cortex of my brain here. 
Cam Taylor. I think if Buffalo's going to get a goalie, I think it should be a younger goalie, like Vanacek. Right. Someone like that. Well, what about one of the Columbus guys? Well, uh, Merz Lickens isn't eligible, so they can just protect mm. Corpus Allo and then be done with it. Hmm. Yeah, this I don't know. interesting. It, yeah. So I, what I think is going to happen, I don't think they're going to get a goalie. I think they're just going to protect Tokarski. I don't know if they're allowed to protect Allmark. I don't think, I don't know, because he's a UFA. I don't know if you can protect a pending UFA. Could you protect UFAs in the last one? I don't remember. I don't remember. I thought Cap Friendly gave you the option to. And I trust Cap Friendly. Yeah, Cap Friendly <laughs> gives you the option, but, like, why would you protect a UFA? Right. I don't know. Uh, would you rule out Seattle signing McCabe or Allmark to be the pick? Mm. Or, no, like, I Riley don't... Shahan if they don't like their options? Hmm. Or Reader. Or Gerg, you know, no one's talking Zemgis, about Zemgis Gergensen. Gergensen's. Uh, man, that's. If they were to sign one of those guys, though, it would be the pick. They'd still mm-hmm. have to draft someone, correct? No, or no he would no. be their so, expansion draft pick. Okay. So we wouldn't lose anyone else. Hmm. I could see coming to that. I like. It doesn't seem like anything is going to get done with Allmark before yeah. the roster freeze. Um, so maybe that could happen. And remember, Jason Botterill is the assistant GM in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to go off the top of my head, uh, well, wait, we'll do this after. Jeff mm-hmm. Skinner. Uh, I think the deadline to ask a player to waive his no-move clause is tonight. Mm-hmm. Tonight. A uh, couple reports, Lance Lysowski of the Buffalo News, reporting that Kevin Adams has not asked Jeff Skinner to waive it. We don't know if that conversation happened today. But in my opinion, my humble opinion, this is straight buffoonery by the Buffalo Sabres to not ask Jeff Skinner to waive his no-move clause. And I will I take my words back if word comes out when the protection lists get revealed that they did. I'll take it back. But if it comes out that... One, they didn't ask him, or two, they did ask him, and Jeff Skinner said, ha-ha, no. It just makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Jeff, you're making $9 million a year. You have the worst contract in the league. Yeah, it would seem pretty Seattle's advantageous. Seattle's not going to take you. Right. They're not going to take you. And I think it's even more moronic of the Sabres to not ask because you're either losing one of Asplund, Bjork, or Thompson. Why would you mm-hmm. lose a young player? when you can just ask Jeff to waive the no-move, and then you can protect all of your mm-hmm. forwards that you need to protect. Right, and that would kind of be doing him a favor. And it's too. doing Skinner right, a favor, can... too, because you don't lose a good young player. Right, it's a get-out-of-jail. Or jail, a serviceable player. Get-out-of-jail-free like, card. I do not want to lose Asplund. At all, I think he's the one that's going to go. Mm-hmm. One of Borgen or Asplund will be gone. I think they're going to protect Ristolainen. It's moronic i tweeted out a list of right-handed shot defensemen in the sabers organization that they will have for the start of the 2022-2023 season if borgen's the pick there's one nhld henry okiharyu mm. oscari laxanen albert lukasen casey fitzgerald and miska kukinen who we don't know if any of those four guys are going to be nhl players 
But, yeah, they're going to have some work to do because Miller mm-hmm. and Ristolainen are free agents either way. Miller's not getting protected, that's for sure. But, yeah, and maybe if Borgen played more than 10 games last season, maybe there'd be a stronger case, but there's not really much of a case. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe Seattle just doesn't pick him because is he going to crack their roster? Probably not. They're probably going to get three better right shot D than Borgen, and you're going to have to waive him, Yeah, and Buffalo can just claim him back mm-hmm. in theory. So, Mr. yeah. Expansion. It's, it's tough. It's mm-hmm. tough. I think they're losing either Borgen or Asplund. Which one would you rather lose? Borgen? Borgen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I tend to Asplund, agree. I don't want to break up that young line because it'll likely be a line next year, maybe even the second line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Asplund, Middlestat, and, and Thompson. You know what? I can just see Rasmus Asplund going to Seattle and being their William, William Carlson. Carlson. <laughs> That's my worst fear. No, I mean, I, for months I've been and saying. And then you know who comes crawling out of the shadows with a cheeky smile on his face? Hmm. Tim Murray. <laughs> it always circles back to it Tim Murray. It always circles back to he, Tim Murray. He's the catalyst for this entire... Um, do you think I mean, we're here right now if Tim Murray didn't get fired prematurely? No. He he should have had more time. They should have <laughs> given him one more year. Whatever you say, like yeah, whatever you say, and I'm gonna say it right now. I think, to, I think I mentioned it to you at the high school lunch table yeah. back in the day. Uh, as we move forward in the future, this tenure is gonna grow. It's gonna mm-hmm. Murray's tenure is gonna grow and it's gonna be looked back upon with a smile. Yes, and because we've seen maybe what... not that much of a stretch, but he got good players. Yeah, he got Robin Leonard. It's been totally a Vesna Trophy. Can't he won the Vesna Trophy? Yeah. Never mind. It has been totally downhill since Tim well, Murray left. Who did he get? He got Jack Eichel. He got a Vander, Sam Reinhardt, Evander Kane. Kane, Ryan O'Reilly, Robin Leonard. He got five really good players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good in one year, mm-hmm. in a calendar year essentially. That's incredible. What did Jason Botterill bring in? Jeff Skinner, and then he gave him the worst contract in the league. Yeah. Do you think Jason Bottrell is a case for worst GM in NHL history? <laughs> I don't for the destruction. He's in the conversation. It took this him, is all his fault. Yeah, this is all his the fault. The destruction that that man caused in three years makes like the war in the Middle East look peaceful. <laughs> he, this is all Jason Bottrell's fault. And I think if Tim Murray would have done something that last year, I think things would be better. Maybe if he would have drafted a little better, too, mm-hmm. for sure. But, like... Well, he only had how many drafts? Yeah, he had, what, three three drafts. He had three drafts. Uh, but, yeah, this is all Jason Botterill's fault. I think we can go off for two hours. This can be a four-hour-long podcast, mm-hmm. and we can just talk about the failures. The many shortcomings. Jason Botterill. I think, yeah. like... But, like, the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Like, you didn't... You could have convinced your idiot owner to pay the bonus and get a better return Mm -hmm. you didn't have to take the blues trade and if you thought that was your best trade offer you're a fool because you could have gotten jeff skinner and elias lindholm also you didn't have to trade ryan Mm o'reilly uh (laughs) yeah 
you could have traded Rasmus Ristolainen for Nikolai Ehlers, but you were nickel and diming over Marcus Davidson, who the team didn't even sign. No one's going to sign him. <laughs> you let Robin Leonard walk, thinking that Carter Hutton was going to be a suitable replacement. Give you a golf clap there. You held on to so many defensemen, and you couldn't trade any of them until it was too late. You brought in Ralph Kruger, who was arguably the worst coach in franchise history. I Okay, I'm going to stop with the Jason Barrow stuff right now because I'm getting heated over here. But, yeah, it's all his fault. He and was bad he, at his And job. I hope he brings the same pain to Seattle. Mm-hmm. I hope they have an Atlanta That's Thrashers right. like playoff drought. Mm-hmm. Just an entire Atlanta Thrashers like existence. <laughs> They're just dead. God. They're a husk. All right. Where were we before we got on this we tirade were here? We're talking. I don't know. Expansion See, draft. Oh, my God. Not, okay, o- not yeah. only did Bottrell derail the direction of this team, but he also derailed this the direction podcast. of the podcast. Correct. Yes. Uh, okay, do you think they're going to protect Thompson or Asplund? Thompson. Yeah, because You got to cling to that Terry. we got him in the O'Reilly trade. Yep. You got to, you got to. Now, would Seattle pick Thompson? Because I don't know. Well, see, it depends on what else we have available to them. Because right now it looks like Miller, Eakin, Gergensen's, McCabe, Allmark is UFA signings. Shahan, Reader is UFA signings. Mm-hmm. Unlikely, but you never, you can't rule anything out. And uh, Asplund. You know, Asplund is clear. There's a chance, too, the f- Seattle might value a guy like Opozo. No. If he, you don't think so? Oh, we didn't talk about well, for a this few years. on the last podcast episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we if this came out before, but... Uh, David Pagnota of the fourth period reported that the Sabres have interest in making a trade with the Kraken to get Oposo off their books. Hmm. Which, okay. that doesn't make sense. Oh, uh, yeah, right. You're going to give assets to the Kraken to clear cap space when <laughs> you're trading Eichel, Reinhardt, potentially Ristolainen? What are you doing here? Yeah. You need to take on, like, two more Oposos. Like, yeah, if you don't want them on your team, just... Send him to Rochester. Well, that's evidence that the team doesn't quite know what they're doing or what direction they're yeah. going in. They're not committed to one way or the other. I don't get it. That that you know, that's funny when you explain it actually. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I know people hate him, but like you're having a young team here. You're having a really young team. You need veterans on your roster. Like, good veterans. And, he's yeah, he's not good. But, like, if you remember, like, when Granado was the coach, Oposo was one of their better players. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? He, like, start, he, he started he scoring. He started getting hot. Well, what was the line? His line started getting hot. I forget it? what the line was, but, like, he was fine. Like, if you can look past his contract, he's on the fourth line, mm-hmm. whatever. You can forget about it. They're going to suck. They're going to be terrible. They're going to be the worst team in the league next year. Yeah. Also, I thought about putting a small bet on the Sabres to win the Stanley Cup. But we're on the topic of them being put, terrible. You should, it's 200 to 1 odds. You put $5 on the Sabres to win the Cup next year? I mean, like, come on. Yeah. What do you win then? 
I think it's a thousand dollars. Oh, that's not a bad deal at all. Two hundred to one. Um, I I I think that's how the odds work. Don't crucify me if I'm wrong, but yeah. Well, you know, um, the good thing is if they do finish, well, they probably if if they finish last when they finish last when they finish last next year, and you know, you actually keep the pick after the lottery. That doesn't count towards your your lottery wins because you you stayed in place. No, it does. No, I no, I think that's that you can you have to win the lottery for it to count towards your lottery. Wins. I don't think it works like that. I don't think so. That's what I read. But this year doesn't yeah. count for the right. Sabres. This year it starts next year, it so it's not year, like it's so. going to ruin their Connor Bedard luck. Oh, hope not. I don't know who's the twenty twenty four consensus first overall pick just yet. When when hopefully is, we don't um, have to worry about when that. is Shane Wright. Next year. Going to be a thing. 2022. Okay. What about, um? where's Luke Hughes? This year. Okay, so he's this yeah. year. But, like, mm. he's very young, and, w- like, if he was born, like, a week or so later, mm-hmm. he would have been next year. Mm. Who would the, tw- I, I want to know who the 2024 top prospect is now. I think I've, mm. whenever I've looked, I see Aaron Kibiharyu. I've heard that name, actually. I think he's, uh, he's, the, that's the, he's the guy. He's obviously a Finnish kid. I have I have heard his name before, though. Yeah. Never mm-hmm. seen him play, but I've seen his name at the top. I of think the I've seen some Twitter clips. Twenty twenty four draft rankings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so what would he be right now? Fifteen. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen, depending yeah. on what month he was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Sabers are going to suck next year. I think don't sleep over Oposo being on a team because you need guys to sit next to Dylan Cousins in the room and be like, "Good job, kid." Do you do you plan on watching the games next year? Yeah, for sure. I think yeah, I'm 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 strangely excited for the season because I want to. It's gonna feel like fourteen, fifteen again. I think, uh, where it's like, oh, well, let's see what the young kids have. And, I don't um, think I was thinking about this the other day. I don't. I'm not going into the year. I want them to make the playoffs next year. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm realistic though and know that that's not gonna happen. But I'm not gonna go into the year being like, oh, we need Shane Wright or right. Bus. Like, I want to see growth. I want to see promise that this team mm-hmm. can get out of this decade-long playoff drought. Yeah. And if it comes to the end of the year and they're in, like, the bottom three and striking distance of the last spot in the league, then okay. Then you'll start watching. Um, then I'll start watching Arizona Coyotes games. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. What a wonderful position that we're in right now. It's never going to end. Yeah. Speaking of the draft, uh, we're going to have Curtis. Yes. Curtis Schwartzkopf. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Sorry, Curtis, if you're listening. We're going to have him on next week uh, on the podcast. We're going to be over Zoom. Yes. So we won't have the Zoom. We're not going to have the crisp, wonderful sounds. You won't hear the uh, beautiful tenors of our voice. Yeah. But we'll be back Mm -hmm. the week after to cover, recap the draft, talk about the picks, talk about the trades, hopefully. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have Curtis to talk about the expansion draft, the NHL draft. We're going to do a mock expansion draft. And he was great the first time. Oh, yeah. We had Curtis on a year ago to talk about the draft. Also, go subscribe to the uh, Future of the 716 podcast. Curtis and Austin do a great job. Also, go subscribe to the other podcast under the Charging Buffalo Podcast Network umbrella, the Sabermetrics Podcast. LLC. LLC. Yeah, the Sabermetrics Podcast with Walt and... Bill, so yeah, three 
Charging Buffalo Pie. Some really so. great young aspiring hockey professionals, I think. It's a great way to put our, it. Our group um, possesses. Yes. Okay. And predictions. Do you think Jack Eichel gets traded before the expansion draft? We can say it at the same time. Oh. Three, two, one. No. no. <laughs> yeah. There we go. We didn't plan that. <laughs> I swear we did not plan that. That's like uh, the Sep Brothers mm-hmm. scene. John Stamos. Okay. Uh, our usual bi-weekly now question. Is this the Your percentage? percentage that Jack Eichel gets traded. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll do before the draft. Before the draft? So the day before and day of. Uh, 30%. Okay. Yeah. See, there was one day where part of me was thinking that he's not going to get traded uh-huh. and comes into camp and then just plays like five games and then gets traded then gets, when he yeah. shows that he's healthy and then people got mad at me. I'm like, okay, God forbid. Wait, who got mad at you? When a lot that? of people. When did you say that? When did you like a few days ago. Oh, my God. God forbid I have an idea. <laughs> I know. Whenever uh, I have an idea, well, I like to just spit it out there and see the reaction. That means um, you have a level of respect, though. I think that's my opinion. I think that means you have a level of uh, credibility to you. You know, like the offers just don't seem to be there. Mm-hmm. Like we hear, oh, this team doesn't want to pay up. Columbus mm-hmm. is out. Anaheim doesn't want to give up Trevor Zegers. Minnesota doesn't want to tear down their future. Like, come on, folks. There's question marks. And this, it's a perfectly re- like, yeah, he's probably going to get traded. The Sabres obviously want to trade him. They're probably going to get hosed. But if the Sabres were smart, they hold out for the best offer. And if you got to do what Joe Sackick did with Matt Duchesne, you do it. It has the makings of a saga that is going to play out over a few months. Yeah. It it, it does. And if it's not done before the draft, I think, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Because it makes the trade even more difficult because you don't know where that 2022 first-round pick is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think it's better, too, if you're taking longer because you don't want to rush into it, mm-hmm. obviously. Would you rather have a guaranteed third overall pick from Anaheim or a pick that's going to end up being 17th? Right. Or 31st? Mm-hmm. You know what my prediction is? Mm-hmm. They're going to trade Eichel. They're going to trade Reinhardt. And I think it's going to happen after the draft. And they're going to get like a 2022 first-round pick from... I don't know. Pick a team. Pick a team mm. that can get Eichel. Mm. Mm. Vegas. Ve- yeah. 2022 okay. first-round pick from Vegas, and Buffalo is going to be like in a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Vegas is going to be in like last place, and we're going to be like, ha-ha, you yeah. see? It was yes. all his fault. A reversal and then, of fortune. And then it's going to be mm-hmm. Vegas is going to make the playoffs and win the Stanley Cup. It's going to be like – O'Reilly yeah, with the Blues. That's right. They were in last place. That's it's going right. to be a complete role reversal. Eichel's going to win the Conn Smythe, and then we're going to be like, ah! you got to remember not to be deceived this time. Yeah. It's going to be exactly the same. That's my prediction. I think the second thing where you were going with that trade meter thing, we're, we're going back and forth. Uh, as for the trade happening, like in general, before the season starts, about 60% sure. I'm about It's there. dropped. Yeah, you know, there. that's the number that's been rattling around in my head mm-hmm. too. Uh-huh. And I think it's easy to get less optimistic about a trade happening because there's so much time in between. Yeah. 
rumors and stuff. There, there's not really any rumors anymore. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a hot rumor like Anaheim in a while. Like we hear, oh, this team's interested, mm-hmm. but they don't want to pay. And I think this discussion would be a whole lot different if he didn't have a broken neck. It certainly would be. Yeah, but if he obviously. didn't have the injury. My percentages would be. He much would be higher. gone if the injury didn't happen. Mm-hmm. He would be on another team right now. If he played all of last year, yeah. Because how many games did he play last year? Like twenty, right? So Something not like a that. lot. Eighteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. I yeah, I'm about like 70 percent. I think th- I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. He's not playing on the team next year. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's easy to say. Oh, he gone. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be here. Sabers don't want him to be here. But you got to make a trade. Mm-hmm. And we've seen from Sabres teams of the past, it's hard to make a trade. I do yes. think in the end he'll be gone, but it's a matter of It's a when. matter of when, not, not if. if. Correct. But, yeah, Correct. after the expansion draft, I think we both agree on that. Yes. Yeah, we'll see. Anything more? Uh, he'll probably get traded tomorrow now that we— <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, we cursed it. I think we just got a question. We did. Uh, Beach Hawks, friend of the show, great follower on Twitter, wants to ask. Hang on, I'm loading here. Oh, oh Ryan wait, Suter. Horrible down here. Right. Ryan, read it if you have it in front okay, of you. Okay, any interest in Ryan Suter on a short-term deal S- normally to flip at the deadline? See, that would be great. They need right-handed defensemen, but I don't think I think you would have to put a gun to Ryan Suter's head to make him come to yeah. Buffalo. See, yes, I do have interest. He didn't pick Buffalo the first time. I don't think he's going to pick That's Buffalo right. the second time. That's right. We found that out today. Uh, no, do I do I have interest? Of course, I'd love that, but I don't know if Suter is mm. too keen on coming to Buffalo. Oh, we have a question from fan of the show, Mike, 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 yes. Mike. Talk about the rebuild path through multiple drafts. I know it's not easy, Goodness. but ideas, okay. So kind of like a mock mock future outlook. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I think they're going to finish in last. Mm-hmm. I think well, we'll start with this year's draft. I think they're going to pick Owen Power first overall. Mm-hmm. I think deep down, I want to think that they're going to get the third overall pick from Anaheim, but I feel Anaheim doesn't trade their first round picks, and I I think. Bob Murray's safe. I think he's going to get a contract extension. He knows he's going to be able to see it through. The Samueli family is loyal to him. I think they're going to hold on to the third pick. And they're going to hold on to Zegras. They're going to hold on to Drysdale. I think Eichel's going to go to Vegas. They're going to get, like, Peyton Krebs, maybe Alex Tuck. Except, you know, you're dealing with a rookie GM, so you're probably not going to get uh, Alex Tuck, you're going to get hosed. So you're probably going to get, like, Peyton Krebs, Cody Glass, a couple first-round picks, Riley Smith, something like that. Mm-hmm. You're going to be picking 25th through 32nd in the next couple years with those picks. Um, yeah, that sounds – I talking about that makes me want to puke. <laughs> uh, yeah, so hypothetical. Okay, I'm going to throw a dart at the dartboard right now. With the Vegas first-round pick, they're going to pick a forward. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with uh, Logan like Stankoven. Oh, He's yes. going to be the one. The Stank, man. The Stank. Power and Stankoven. Mm-hmm. Second round, I, I, I'm not even going to take a guess because that's just a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he, he, he asked about drafts, right? Right. Rebuild through the draft. Yes. Okay. I think next year they're going to be in last place. They're going to get a top three pick. 
I'm not going to say, oh, they won the lottery or not, but if they win number one, you're getting a franchise-changing mm-hmm. centerman who, like, that changes the course of your franchise because if you get Shane Wright next year, and I know people are going to be sick to their stomachs listening to this, thinking about another last play season, but just accept it. <laughs> uh, he pushes everyone down the depth chart. Dylan Cousins is your second-line center. Middlestat is your third-line center. Uh, if you somehow get William Eklund, he's playing with Shane Wright. Like, man, that's getting me all riled up here. Yeah, Shane Wright changes the course of your franchise. But if you finish in last, you're guaranteed a really, really good player. And we already know who those good players are. Brad Lambert, finish super skilled. I need to see more of him, but I, from what I've seen so far, from what I hear about him, he's going to be a really fun player to watch. He's number two on my board right now. Number three, Matthew Savoy. You know, he applied for exceptional status in WHL, didn't get it, still got picked first overall. Uh, he was supposed to play in the WHL for Winnipeg this year, went to the USHL for Dubuque, had a really good year. He's the third guy. I think these guys are all top-line potential players, mm-hmm. except Shane Wright is like a clear-cut mm-hmm. number one pick. So if you get any of those guys, that changes the course of your franchise. They're all. I think Lambert's more of a winger in the end, but I think they all can play center at the NHL level, right, definitely. And that's about the third the third year. I don't think the Sabres are going to be the worst team in the league in a couple of years. I think they're going to, you're really? going to start. Yeah, you're going to start to see some promise unless they're, they identify Connor Bedard as... Like, if they get right, they're not tanking for Connor Bedard. I think that's a given. Like, you're going on 11-year playoff drought. You're they're not. Pagulas aren't going to let that happen. Well, what will it be by then? 13 years? No, it's 11. Yeah, if they – well, it would be 12 that year. Cause right. Because I don't think they're going to make the playoffs that year either. But uh, I need to do more digging into the, the 2023 draft. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's two years away, but – I feel like they're going to be in like the five to seven range. They're mm-hmm. going to have a little bit of growth. Power is going to be on a team by then. Paterka, Quinn, like they're going to have a youth infusion. They're going to have growing pains. Uh, your 2022 first round pick, your top three pick will probably be on the team too. They're going to be fun. There's going to be growing pains. They'll probably have a top 10 pick. Maybe they get Quentin Musty. The hometown boy. The hometown boy, mm-hmm. the Hamburg native. Maybe he's on the team. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a few drafts worth of future outlook. Mm-hmm. It might disappoint some. It might get some excited. But yeah, uh, rebuild the right way. But it's all possible. Get these draft picks. Get that draft capital. Like, mm-hmm. weaponize that cap space. Mm-hmm. Weaponize it. Like, go get Andrew Ladd and get a first round pick. Right. Something like that. Like, why not? You're going to have cap space. Use it. Well, that would require some great forward thinking. Of course, adding the guys to the front office that they've added, uh, that Ventura guy from the Oh, Penguins. we didn't mention that. Right. Um, he was the founder of War on Ice. He sounds like a really bright guy. Yeah. And, I mean, that's exactly the kind of guy, a young guy who understands just beyond the X's and O's and what mm-hmm. happens just beyond watching the game. That's what they need. Well, speaking of Ventura, it seems like there's – they're getting on the right track right. in the front office. They got a s- smart assistant GM. They have Ventura, who, by all accounts, really smart guy. 
analytics. They're building up the analytics department. Prove to me that you're smart, Kevin Adams. Please. Please do something. Prove that you're the captain of the ship. Right. Prove to me you're not going to sink the ship into an iceberg. Correct. Prove that you're the general, you're the chief general, and you're not taking orders. Because if they mess this up, uh, you know what? If they mess up the Eichel trade and the, and the Reinhardt decision bad, I mean, I want to talk about Reinhardt. But this is going to be a long podcast. We're at today. an hour 15. We're an hour 15 in. I feel like we're not even close to being done yet. Uh, it, if they mess up this Eichel trade, I wonder how bad it derails the rebuild. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, they're going to be rebuilding anyways. They're building. They're still rebuilding. They never stopped. We got to mention that every time. But if you don't get killed on the Eichel trade, it helps you, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, but you're still not making the playoffs anytime soon, unless you're getting immediate impact. But if you get killed, like you're going to be picking at the top of the draft for another couple of years, and you're you're just waiting for those guys to reach your ceiling at that point. Right. But you have a good. You need a good supporting cast around them. Like that's the thing. Like Toronto, when they got Matthews and Marner coming up that one year, they had a good supporting cast around them. And I think going back months and months, this iteration of the Sabers rebuild is going to be closer to Toronto's because they kept Kadri, they kept Morgan Riley, they kept, they brought in some more veterans. They traded for Frederick Anderson. They did things to support there was constant movement there yeah they did mm-hmm. things to support matthews marner and nylander buffalo will have middlestat hopefully if he continues to grow cousins mm-hmm. power they'll have these guys they'll have good young players to surround the new core they are the new core but they'll be better than brian gianta and josh george's which you know is what i mean right Right, which was yeah. the which supplemented the previous rebuild. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you had to pick, trade Sam Reinhart for the best offer this off season, or sign him to a three year deal, which would you choose? Oh God, or a two year deal? We'll go with that. I'd see sign him to a two year deal, or really? I, hell, I'd take the three year deal. I would keep him around. Uh, I think because you can get a top ten pick for him. Would you like right now? Right now, if you can get the eighth or ninth pick from LA or Vancouver, I'd still give him three years because I mean that's another season that he's on the team and can at least be active playing on the team to boost that value as well. Um, rather than just coming off a season where he's clearly disgruntled. Of course, he played really well. Um, I think I'd keep him. I, I yeah, I think if that's all you're getting, right. Uh, and plus, you know, you need someone to play center for you on the top line so Cousins and Middlestat don't drown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, he'll probably be the busiest forward on the team as opposed to going to another team where he's the guy. Be, you right. Can throw the C on him. Mm-hmm. That's If they make Reinhardt the captain, so many suburban hockey dads are going to have a fit. Because they'll see what's being said about him in the media and <laughs> think he's some kind of brat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking about? What are people going to talk about when Eichel, Ristolainen, and Reinhardt aren't on the team anymore? Yeah, I I don't know. See, like, that's the thing. <laughs> what are people going to talk about? We're a long way away from this team even being, like, relevant even in Buffalo. 
Because there's not going to be any expectations. Oh, yeah. If they trade Eichel, like, they're going to lose a lot of... Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to lose the casual fan. That's what they're going to lose. You're, you, yeah, and it's going to show up in the Young box Young people office, aren't Sabres fans anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially with the Bills being so good. Yeah. The Bills are the hip thing in town. It's a known fact that the Sabres are losers. You're going to have all the eyes on the Bills until... January. Mm-hmm. Febu- Wait, was the Super Bowl in February? Uh, yeah. Yeah. First most of most of the season is going to be distracted by the Bills. Mm-hmm. Your team sucks. By the time the Bills season is over, you're out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're going to have some work to do. Like we said, like five podcasts ago, you're going to need to do a lot of good PR. Yeah. And promotions. a lot of good marketing and promotions. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. Got to embrace that loser mm-hmm. uh, reputation. All right, let's do. Let's keep up with the percentage game. Yeah. Do you think Reinhardt is a saber by his arbitration hearing? When? What? What's the date of that? Ah, uh, we we don't know yet. It's probably in um, July, late yeah, July. He'll be, yes, yes. Do you think he takes the arbitration award, or do they sign him before? Mm. I think he goes. I think they're gonna screw this. I think they're really gonna screw Reinhardt up. I think in the end, Ristolainen's a saber. Yeah. I think Reinhardt takes the arbitration award, and I think Ristolainen and Reinhardt get moved at the trade it deadline. Ju- more and more, it just seems like Ristolainen is the most valuable player on this team for, so, for whatever reason to the people in charge. Oh, I wanted to bring this up. Thank you. We've heard Kevin Adams say we want players that want to be here mm-hmm. again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And the only player... That that doesn't apply to Rasmus Ristolainen. <laughs> yeah, how many years in a row? It's been three years where he's basically openly said, "I'll go, please, I will go." I know it's my turn. He, he's done everything but just say flat out. He basically was like, "Get rid of me. If I get traded, I won't care. Mm-hmm. Just trade him already." Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be here. Well, didn't he say something in the Finnish media, too, about Probably. just being miserable? I remember that being a story. And then Kruger was the best coach he's ever had. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not a surprise. Yeah, he's... Bad coach, bad player. Yeah. Yeah, he was okay with me being bad. Oh, my God. He's the only person that didn't get on me about being better. Yeah. It's just mind-boggling to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll leave it at that. We want players that want to be here. Right. Rasmus, you have a gun to your head. You're here. <laughs> I wonder if they'll trade him at the deadline. Will they just let him walk? I I could see them letting him walk. I think because I think there's probably some yeah. feeling of loyalty there where they feel like, oh, you've been here for so long, you know. Well, you know what? It's Terry Pagula's favorite player, probably yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're gonna start this rebuild thing. You call? Oh, we're gonna pick a six foot five. Mm-hmm. Finnish defenseman who can move tires with his bare hands? Sign me up. Sign me up. Yeah, so. Yeah, I think Ristolainen's going to stay. I don't think they're going to trade him. No, I think this offseason at if, least. If, you know, if you've come this close, you've heard so many deals over the years of what Ristolainen could have went for. Taylor Hall. Yeah. MVP Taylor Hall. Nikolai Ehlers. Cody Glass. It goes on and on. He's not... He's not going anywhere. Or if he does, we're not getting what we Well, what would. do you think? What iteration of Ristolainen holds more value right now or at the deadline? Mm. I, guess, I, I think I'd say deadline. 
do you get a 2022 first round pick for Rasmus? If that if that's the case, then hold on to him. You probably could, or I bet it would be a second and a third or I something. Don't care. <laughs> if you get a 2022 second and a third for Ristolainen, mm-hmm. sign me up. I think we're checking the same thing here. Austin just sent Austin Broad just sent a tweet to the to the group. It is. Chat. Do you want me to read it? Yes. Uh, according to Joseph Zeta, who's an NHL writer, uh, says Darren Dreger on Insider Trading says the Minnesota Wild will make a trade offer for Jack Eichel. All right. So, okay. So that's well. News. Now we need to prolong this podcast. What is the ideal trade offer? From the Minnesota Wild for Jack Eichel. See, I don't know everything that's like on their team. Uh, hell, if it's a team like that, I mean, Marco Give me Rossi. the kitchen sink. Yeah. I think Marco Rossi has to be in the deal. He's your elite prospect. Do they? They Well, they'll probably throw in one of their goalies as what well. They? Oh, well, if, no, it's not going to get done before expansion. Mm-hmm. I think you got to have Rossi. Mm-hmm. You got Got to have a little cap dump. I think Victor Rask makes a little sense because he clears cap space just for next year. Mm-hmm. Do they, do you take Dumba? Man. Clear a little bit of future cap space too for them? Dumba, I thought, has been a name that has been linked to. But now that uh, they bought out Parise and Suter, would that make a difference? Because you look at the their right side, Parise is a right uh, – Suter is a right shot D. Who do you got on your right side? Mm-hmm. I'm going to look into it. Uh, well, Dumba is a, a a name, though, that I thought for weeks has been linked to that's probably a guy who will be involved mm-hmm. in this trade. Cause, I mean, they're, pro- they're going to have to get rid of more cap, I imagine, right? I mean, you're going to have to get rid of some roster players. Matt Dumba and Jared Spurgeon are their top four D on the right side. So, yeah. Who do they have in their system? I really like... They have Kalen Addison. I feel like Kalen Addison's got to be in the trade. Mm -hmm. The Sabres are so thin on the right side. I don't know. The Wild got to figure out how they're going to handle those couple of years where Parise and Suter have $7 and $8 million cap penalties. Uh (laughs) But if they can figure that out, yeah, trade for Jack Eichel. I think, uh, well, Victor Rask has one year left on his deal at $4 million. That helps him out next year. But, mm-hmm. like, could you take on, like, Matt Zuccarello? Would they want to trade him? Because when you look at the Wilds' long-term cap outlook, they're pretty good. They'll just have to be mindful of how they use their cap space and maybe bank on the cap going up. But I don't know. From what I'm seeing here looking at their cap friendly, I think the Minnesota Wild make a whole lot of sense. For Jack Eichel. We've been saying this for weeks. Yes. We said it on the last episode. The I, last we, episode think, title was Jack Gone Wild or something like that. I think that. it was, yeah. Or uh, Wild well, Jack. We have been talking a lot. I mean, before I think Minnesota was really the, the hot possibility, we had been talking about it as an attractive yeah. destination because we brought up the idea of Kaprizov and Eichel mm-hmm. playing together being uh, pretty fun. I'm going to read off the, the cap penalties for Parise and Suter really quick. million next year. The year after, 6.3 each. Each. uh, The year after, 7.3 each. The year after that, 7.3 each. So that's a lot. That's a lot of money. Ooh, that is a lot of money. 
Actually, maybe not, actually. Maybe maybe it doesn't make sense. That is... That's like having Jack Eichel on your team without having Jack Eichel on your team. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man. I mean, that's that's like... You're, you basically still have... But even if you think about it, they are still saving money by doing that. Actually, not. Yeah, Never not mind. Really. It's like their full cap hit those last two years. They save money next year. That's it. So it it, it makes Why it did they do this? quite questionable. Why do, they just did this for expansion. It's got to be it. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to lose Matt Dumba or give up stuff to protect him. Mm. Yeah, maybe you got to get Matt Dumba. I don't know. But, like, if we're putting salary cap aside, just assuming, hey, they'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Marco Rossi. Yeah. I would like Kalen Addison. He's a train wreck defensively, but, like, he's a really skilled player. Undersized, Mm -hmm. but he's a good player. Familiarity with Dylan Cousins. They played on the same junior team. Hmm. Uh, They have two first-round picks this year. They have their picks next year and the year after. you got to think, like, maybe one of the picks this year and the 2022 first. Mm Mm-hmm. And then some other asset, like another prospect, like maybe uh, Adam Beckman, who is one of their better young prospects. So, yeah, I think Minnesota can work if they can figure out the cap issue. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, just got a whole lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, my voice is starting to hurt. And we got to really? go get our chicken wings. I'm hungry. I'm we got to get our chicken wings. That's We're right. going to Bar Bill after. Going to Bar Bill? Mm-hmm. Going to get some food. I haven't eaten since uh, noon, probably. I don't know if that's... Same. I ate a one. Yeah. My break. Mm-hmm. So. Well, thank you, everybody, for sticking with us. An hour and a half. It was the longest podcast hockey. in a while. I know. It definitely was. Of hockey talk. Hope we didn't lose you with the around the NHL talk. No, I thought that was engaging. I thought that was fun. God knows there's nothing going on with the Savers right now. <laughs> so we'll see in a couple minutes. We'll yeah. see how many views, uh, listens we have. But uh, We will be back next week. Yes, with a guest. Curtis, with a, a special guest. guest. Our first guest since mm-hmm. he was on the show last. That's right. Man, you know, we got to have a little bit of clout now. We could probably get some good people on here, I imagine. <laughs> Right. Also, I'm making my first guest appearance right. on a podcast. I'm going to be on the the Hockey Writers Sabers Scoop podcast mm-hmm. with Jordan and Brandon. So I'm excited for that. It'll be on so, Thursday. Keep a lookout for that. Yeah, so, that's the first of many guest spots that you're going to have, Joe. Yeah, me not so much. I don't I don't bring much, but <laughs> that'll be great. Yeah, and if the listeners of the show ever want. A guest on our podcast. Recommend something. Make a recommendation. Get we're, in, we're open. Get in somebody's ear. Say, hey, you should really go on this uh, podcast. You know, they'll, yeah. they'll accommodate you. We like you. to do our own thing, mm-hmm. but we are certainly open to having guests on in Absolutely. the future. Absolutely. All right. If you enjoyed, let us know. We love to hear your feedback, good or bad. Let's get a conversation started up mm-hmm. on Twitter. We love to do that. Hopefully, we added something to the broader uh, discussion mm-hmm. about Everything that's going on with Eichel and I can't wait for this to be over. 
Yeah. Just can't wait. I know. I I want I, I want <laughs> something so else. To talk sick. About. We've been talking about this for a year. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this before anyone else. We had the foresight. Oh well, we've been saying it's going to come to this forever now. Mm-hmm. I I feel like you know. I don't want to do too much patting on the back. <laughs> I already patted myself on the back know, today about all Merck. But I mean, it's true. <laughs> uh, it's 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 finally come down to this. Yeah. And I'd like to think maybe our listeners have been prepared because we've been here to lend a voice to that possibility of all of this happening. All right. But it's finally coming to. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Follow our prospect coverage at Future of the Seven One Six. Follow our friends. On the Charging Buffalo Podcast Network, uh, Sabermetrics Podcast, and the Future of the 716 Podcast, both great podcasts, Charging Buffalo Podcast Network, LLC. LLC, baby. Uh, yeah, subscribe to those. You can't forget to subscribe to us, too. Leave us a five-star review. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on basically wherever you can get your podcasts. Uh, I haven't up- updated our podcast tab podcast playlist on our website lately i gotta do that it doesn't automatically can we link the the, the no, I, I gotta move the order so it's oh. in order when if people ever click on it i don't even know mm. if the tab is still there or not it probably is mm. but yeah uh check that out you can follow us on twitter i'm at joe tcb nhl he's at lvketcb we'll be back monday or tuesday we're gonna get an episode in before the expansion draft mm-hmm. give our predictions and talk about the draft because the draft is next week is it not? Yeah, it's next week. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yes. Yeah, because it's right around the, yeah. the expansion. Yeah, it's next week. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see you all in the next episode. We hope you enjoyed. Goodbye.